Google Pest Control Marketer Grow your business like never before Call 770-993-0004 Well, hello folks, this is Hal Coleman and welcome to yet another episode of PestControlMarketing.Live the only live streaming internet TV show totally dedicated to helping PCOs and WCOs grow their businesses, get more new customers, and make more money. That's why we're all in business. And I'm here with my ever faithful sidekick, the Ed McMahon of Pest Control Live TV, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Online. Oh, you're so funny. You're funny. That's all. That's all I had ever did with Johnny is just laugh at his bad jokes. So that's I'm all. A, you just think I'm a big monkey, don't you? You know, we we need to do a thing called. Called kind of like Karnak, you know, where uh, you give the question, I'll tear open and read the answers. That, that there you go. That might go over well. How you doing today, Mike? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I, I I got this has nothing to do with marketing or bugs, but I got a houseboat yesterday, and I'm a happy camper. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. We we wow. we just yeah. So you you got a new place to come fish in Tennessee when you come see me in Nashville. Hey, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. Uh, one of those. But, need, but other than that, I'm a happy camper. Everything's going good. We've been working with a lot of PCOs lately, getting their offline and online worlds all straightened out. We sure have. It's and it's exciting. And uh, listen, moving right along. You know, this is only a thirty minute show, and we always have about two hours worth of stuff we'd like to talk about. But this takes us right into our first segment that I always like: stupid marketing blunders, uh, actual. Uh, cases where people made stupid marketing blunders. And I've got a good one today, Mike. All right, go for it. It's about the ball lady. Uh, I was in a networking group back, uh, oh gosh, many years ago now, 15, 18 years ago, uh, through my chamber of commerce. And we had a big network meeting, uh, small business networking meeting uh, twice a month. And it'd usually be 40, 50, maybe 60 people there, you know, stand up, give your elevator speech. We were all small business owners. And there was a lady who was in the, uh, advertising business. Uh, and she would come in and, and immediately when she walked into the room, she had these little foam rubber basketballs that were about the size of a golf ball, but they, they just looked like a little tiny basketball. And they had the name of her business on the basketball. So she would immediately come into the room and toss out, you know, half a dozen of those little basketballs. People would catch them, start tossing them around. So for the first 20 seconds after she walked in, these little balls were just flying all over the room and everybody was laughing and they, they nicknamed her the ball lady. And, uh, she would go to other meetings. I saw her at other meetings. She did the same thing. She'd just pull these out of her purse and toss them around the room. So everybody's tossing these balls around. They're bouncing off. And, and you know, I picked up one and looked at it. And it simply had the name. It had no phone number. It had no email address. It had no website. There was zero contact information on those little balls that everybody was tossing around. They were taking them home to the kids. And I mentioned to her one day, I said, you know, you don't have any any contact information on those balls. How would anybody know how to get in touch with you? And she was highly offended that I brought that up. She said, 
Well, if they want to get in touch with me, they can see me here or they can look up my phone number. She said, I don't need to put my contact information on there. She said, that's you don't need to do that. I'm like, oh, OK. I, I just, you know, just wanted to point that out to you. I guess I'm wrong. Didn't mean to offend you, but she, she kind of bowed up, you know. But uh, stupid marketing blunder, spending money, having an advertising which which that was so unique and it generated so much emotion and so much energy and fun. And there was no way, as a matter of fact, if you read the name of her business, you wouldn't have even known it was an advertising business or what kind of business it was. So that's my stupid marketing blunder for today. If you spend money on anything or make effort, always make sure you have contact information on there. You there. know, you you think that'd be the obvious thing. I mean, we, everything we do uh, from our jingle to the text I put on our videos and YouTube to our website, uh, you know, uh, everything is about either making the phone ring, the email box full, fill up. Um, I mean, that, that's just crazy to, to, uh, to create uh, content or materials and then people, you know, we used to say a confused mind always says no. I mean, if I looked at that ball and I was confused, I'd go, I'd just throw it away. It, it, all it was is she was given a toy that had created a, a, probably more chaos than good. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, such a waste of opportunity. So do you have a stupid marketing blunder? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I have a lot of mentors online. And one of the things that most people make a blunder is, is that, you know, they – they get a website they think they want and they think they need or what they're sold um, on by a branding agency. And I've got a lot of branding people who don't like me, Hal, because because I, I, I'm stepping on what makes them money. You know, uh, high end photography, uh, uh, um, uh, using a lot of expensive um, stock photography, designing, you know, um, sometimes confusing logos, color schemes, and spending lots of money on a website. Well, probably the most important thing about a website is, is it response triggered, direct response copy. And, yep. and I see so many websites that the only thing I see on there is a big, gorgeous professional photo uh, photograph, a confusing logo and no call to action. There's no communication or sales copy. So the blunder is, does your website, Get people to clearly understand your shock and awe promise with sales copy. In other words, you every successful internet marketer I've ever worked with over the years tested their message, not uh, all the branding stuff. In fact, Dan Kennedy one time says, you don't have enough money as a small business to be a brand. You need response. And the only way you're going to get response is ask for the order and convince and convert a stranger into a buyer. So the big blunder I see is spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on websites that you think look great, that the branding guy sold you on. But the truth is, if does a three-year-old know you kill bugs? I mean, I've seen websites where I don't know if they do lawn care or sell uh, picnic supplies. I mean, you know, no. at a glance. Uh, one of them was just a picture of a house. Well, hell, that could have been a realtor, a Airbnb. I mean, it's like, as we say, a confused mind always says no. So be objective, be real. Does the copy, does this message, do the words on your website turn three-year-old strangers into buyers? Yeah, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. 
Well, not if they don't know you have the mousetrap. <laughs> they have to know clearly, clearly why your mousetrap is better than all the rest. So if they if he'd have had a website back then and he just put a huge picture of a mousetrap and expected people to buy it. So you need to put a small picture of the mousetrap and spend all the rest of the time explaining why the mousetrap is better than the other mousetraps and have testimonials from people who use that mousetrap and tell the world what kind of results they had using it and why you should use it too. And it should have an offer of something free, free test, buy the mousetrap and get get free bait, you know, yeah. so there are all these things that need to go on there to prove why the mousetrap is better. You can't just put a picture of the mousetrap up there. Does that make well, sense? And, and the last thing I want to say, because we need to bring Jeff up here. I'm excited for Jeff to be here today. Uh, but the last thing I want to say about it is, is that um, people get sold on what they want. And, they think by having this fancy, expensive, high-end website, that's what they need to market with. And there are plenty of people out there that will charge you thousands of dollars to make you a gorgeous, graphically pleasing, branded website. But the question I ask is, how much money are you making off of it? And some of them, I've, I've talked to people who spent $10,000 on a website and said so they can't trace one customer to it. Well, that was $10,000 wasted. You know, you don't go to the doctor and say, let me prescribe what I need. You trust the guy to give you what's going to work for you. And that's why we've lost business. You and I have lost business because people will look at our websites sometimes and they say, well, God, that's just a bunch of words and it's plain. And, and you know, and, and XYZ competitor has a prettier website than it's I do. Prettier than yours is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But our customers... The phone is ringing with business because you got to remember one thing. I'll leave at this. 96% of the local business searches are found on cell phones. That beautiful big website gets shrunk to the size of a screen of a cell phone. So the big thing of it is, does the message easily work on a cell phone? And so that's enough about that. The blunder is sales copy. You better be making it idiot proof for people to do business. And so let me tell you about our guest today, Mike. All right, go ahead. You go for it. Uh, Jeff Annis, I've known for, geez, I guess close to uh, between 30 and 40 years. I mean, we've really kind of grown close in the last 20 years. But uh, Jeff is a past president of the George Pest Control Association, and so am I. But Jeff uh, has been in the pest control business for 40-something years, like me, and and, uh, started out a business as a one man with a spray can and built it into a multi-million dollar, highly profitable business that allows him to just do things like go sailing and get in tennis competitions. He's got an unbelievable team of people and he's going to talk to us today about, about, so let's bring Jeff on and let, and let's, uh, uh, there he is, Jeff Annis himself from advanced services. Uh, so happy about you being here today, Jeff. Good morning, Ham. Tell us a little bit about how you got, because your story is very compelling. It's it's very, very interesting. And it's not a story that's beyond the reach of anybody, I don't think. Well, my, my family business pretty much got sold with me standing there. And so I had to, basically, the, the long and short of it is a year later, uh, I had to kind of jump in with another guy and start a new one. And so started with the one man in spray can uh, for the first 
13, 14 months, it was me. I went out and did the work all day. I did termite letters and pest control all day long. And then at night I returned phone calls for three hours. And uh, so if you, and now that was only 1986, Hal, when I was doing that, you knew me then too. Yeah. And um, having come up through a family business and then, and then uh, learned a lot, an awful lot from a wonderful, wonderful man named Mike Tomberlin and Bob Shellnut. Um, they're a big help to me. And, and I got, I turned my business into a real business though. And the leap, that's where the leap seems to be. And that's the important one for your folks out there is that uh, the first, the first two or three times I had to hire somebody was very difficult. Um, now, luckily we've hired a lot of somebodies and, you know, we, you know, we, we, we stumble along and do 6 million a year in Augusta and to, to a lot pest control companies, that's a big company. But the main thing with us is almost 90% of it's recurring revenue business. And so we, we built a business that keeps on coming. And we've also built a business where about half the people are on automatic payments. And we have about half our people have two or three services with us, not one. We have great vehicles. We're very, very financially sound. And I'm going to tell you, it is not easy to get there. But a, a lot of what you and, and Mike Stewart are talking about are the keys. And I want to add credence. I want to tell some of these small guys this thing. When, as soon as you have about 15 to 20 route trucks running down the road, looking good, just making tons of money, I, I do not ever want to hear the word branding out of your mouth. Because I want to tell you right now, you, you can't do branding until you are already the brand. You've got oh, to have yeah, so yeah. much scale. to Because brand, branding is just a nice thing to do. It's like giving your mama a brand new car. Not everybody does it, but it's a nice thing if you can do it. It is not for most ninety nine percent of you watching this. Don't you dare get caught branding around me. You yeah. need to sell some stuff to somebody and give them a reason to buy it, like what Hal and Mike are talking about. And by the way, everybody that I send to Hal and Mike, call me up and say stuff like uh, the guy in, the guy in South Carolina did. He said I sold more work when they redid my website in December that year than I did the previous six months. It's December. He said, I had a terrible website. He said, now all we do is answer the phone and take and, and take the orders. And it's because of the website changes that Hal and Mike made with this man. And 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 not only that, it's not just pest control, y'all. Any business, any kind of business. But I'm going to tell y'all the, the big trick about going from one man to 50 or 60 is that. Starts with that second man. Oh boy, does it! And that, that's, people, people are anxious to hear what you have to say about hiring that first, second, third man because that is the critical point. It is brutal, and I'm gonna tell you right now: uh, success is is c- gonna come from your ability to recruit and hire and motivate the right person. And when we, everybody tells me, everybody tells me this, they say, Jeff, I'm going to tell you why you're successful. And I say, well, please do. Cause I still don't know why they said, because the people that walk up to my house to do my service or walk into my business or come to do my termite letter is just like when you used to come up and do it. They yeah. say you, you send people that are nothing more than another you. And so I, I built the company based around my ability to communicate 
friendliness, smiling, honesty, being a good neighbor, being the person that you want to see walk up to your house or walk up to your business. And too many times, my people that I work with over the, and I've been working with small business owners of all kinds for 30 years, and they'll say, well, I can only hire what I can get. And I say, well, why don't you leave those crummy people to ruin uh, your competitor's business and you only hire the people that are acceptable to you? Because leadership is that you are going to be sending them the person that they want, and they want you, Hal. If Hal, if you had an employee, I want them to be a, a, another version, in fact, better than you, Hal. And everyone in my company, all 50, 60 of those folks, they're all better than me at doing their jobs. I'm, yeah, pretty, yeah. I'm a good sailboat racer, uh, tennis player, and I'm a halfway decent pilot. But they all are better at the well, person. I may never go flying with you, okay, after that. So that I play tennis or sail. <laughs> if you're just a halfway decent pilot, I want to wait a while. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more than that, but – um, what I don't have in skills, I make up for in avionics and, and a really, really nice airplane, which none of that would be possible except for the fact that uh, we have a great organization. Now, so you've got to replicate yourself. You're not trying to hire the lowest common denominator. You're not out there trying to hire just some somebody you can get cheap. The most expensive guy you ever got was the guy that you got in a hurry or that you thought you were being able to get away by underpaying. You hold, don't that, hold that thought right there. You okay. Underpaying. We got to pay a sponsor here. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay. All right. Hey folks, it's Hal here. And I want to tell you about my personal coaching program designed specifically for PCOs and WCOs who want to grow their businesses faster, easier, and build more value and wealth for your future retirement. To find out more, simply give me a call at 770-993-0004 and I'll treat you to a free one-hour coaching session so you can see for yourself what I do and how I can help you. There's no obligation and no strings attached. Google Pest Control Marketer Grow your business like never before Call 770-993-0004. Okay, here we are back with Jeff Annis. Jeff, uh, thanks for letting us take that little break. Thanks. Uh, and to go on the, 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 the employee that... Uh, Oh, you're not hiring. A, you're not hiring a bug killer, Hal. I hate to tell you this. You're not hiring a bug killer. You're hiring a communicator. And yeah. And, and so what, what, what I always did to find out about them when I was talking to somebody, even the first, especially the first few, the first few that you hire, you better know them as well as your mama knows you before you turn them loose in your, in your bug truck with your bug stuff. You better do that. If you don't do that, you're going to get in some significant trouble early on and it's not going to be a pleasant experience. So I recommend at minimum, if it's your first time, how you got that guy for the first time, that man, we'll pay him for one whole month while he rides around with you, while you get convinced that he is going to be you. Also, before you even commit to giving that man a job where you're going to pay him for a month of, a month of pay before he generates any money, because it's all about money in the end sometimes. Oh, yeah. You give them homework to do. You give them that little study manual 
for the Georgia registration exam. For example, you, any state you're in, you can use your same similar thing. And you say, study chapter one and two, and we're going to talk about it tomorrow while we're riding around. And so you give them homework because if they won't do learning off from the job time, you, you're dead in the water. Because yeah. in your industry, you have to do work off the job time or you won't, you won't go anywhere. So if you I come in the next day and say, I didn't get to read that last night because I had to watch wrestling. Right. You're in trouble. Exactly. Exactly. So you've got to determine their commitment to the job because everybody in my company, and this is still true to this very day, everyone in my company, they, they do not, there's no such thing as time on or time off or this or that. They constantly learn and grow as, as human beings and as professionals and as citizens. They, they do stuff off the clock that vastly benefits our company day in and day out. And if that's you now, you may not be that guy who wants to do that. You might be a, a clock puncher that says, Hey, I got, I'm working from eight to five and, and, and darn it, it better work from that. Well, it doesn't work that way. How's you know, as you Mike Stewart, no, um, find someone that, that'll dedicate themselves to off, off clock learning and determine that. But within about three to four days, you're going to find out by being with them and, and don't, don't get more than three feet from them the whole day, buy them lunch. Don't be more than three feet from this man or woman the whole day. I want to know if they get 13 phone calls from their disgruntled ex-wife. I want to know if their probation officer is looking for them. I want to know if they're apologizing because the rent's late. I, I want to know everything about them completely 100% because I would only hire people that were just like me. And so if their life is a shambles, is disorganized, is crazy, then when they're out there doing that job without you sitting there with them, it's going to be disorganized and crazy. They're not going to get the work done. They're going to start taking shortcuts. Next thing you know, Miss Johnson is going to say, Hal, when you did the work, you were never late. This guy's always late. And, you know, he's always seems like he's disorganized. Uh So if you value them being organized, have them after about four or five days, have them actually under your direct supervision be the person that's mixing the chemical and, and filling out the paperwork and doing the job. And you just stand there and watch them. It look, it almost looks like that, you know, the, you go down the highway and you see those DOT people all dressed up in orange and yellow and you, one of them's working and five of them are supervising. Yeah. Well, this is, it looked like you're just following him around, watching him do the stuff. And cause you know what you are and you're giving them little tips as you go. And just like with uh, you know, I have a flight instructor and a tennis coach and a, a workout trainer have all these things well they watch every move i make and they criticize me gently but eventually you learn how to do these skills correctly because people give you instant feedback well by the time you get through the first week week two and three and four all you're doing is watching and supervising and giving them tips after every service you do including how far to stand from the door you know, making sure that they do the paperwork correctly and engage miss johnson correctly and talk to her about Make sure they are not afraid to offer something. How if if your guy is going to be afraid to tell her or suggest to her that he got five mosquito bites while he was while they were checking the bait stations? Would you be interested in some mosquito control? If they're afraid of that conversation, they might not be for you. Yeah, you don't want them to be in a house and uh, talking to a homeowner and and say, uh, "Oh, you don't you don't have something I can spit in, do you?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
you know. Oh yeah, you're, you're getting off on my thing. You know, um, we we don't allow anybody while while on the job or in our vehicle or in within eye shot of the customer to smoke anything, dip anything, chew anything, spit anything. You can't wear sunglasses when you walk up to the customer's house. You can't. Um, you can't. You can't do anything that a customer might deem to be the least bit distracting to what you're doing. You know, I've been to your I've been to your office before in the past on several occasions where you had me come in and do presentations at your at your monthly meetings. And uh, I got to say, your employees all, without fail, are the best looking, most polished people. They all participated in all of that stuff, and and I played golf with some of your employees at some golf tournaments, and and they're just a cut above. I mean, I, you, where before we run out of time, where do you find people? How does the, the guy who's looking to hire his first employee? How does where does he find people like that? Well, how, how, I hate to put it this way, but where would people find you? They find you at the chamber meeting. They find you at the civic club. They find you at Sunday school. They find you at church. They find you at some community organizational meeting. Um, 35% of our staff is a direct relative of someone else that works there. And then another probably, I'd say in total between friends and relatives, I mean friends, 75 to 80 percent of all of our teammates are friends and relatives of each other so they were already my friend so no, my friend, never hire any of my relatives <laughs> well i've seen them i wouldn't either how but I, I, I tell you the if they if they will tell their best friend and this is the thing i love they bring their best friend in there that best friend is not going to mess up and make his best friend look bad and he's not going to bring somebody into your company that's going to make him look bad either. So once they- the reverse of that is kind of true, but people normally think, oh, I don't want to hire any friends or relatives because if one of them gets sick, they'll all have, have to go to the funeral, you know, and or one of I fire one, one gets mad, whatever. But it really doesn't work that way. No, does it? No, it doesn't. And I'll tell you another thing. Um, we, we have to, we have to manual, we create the moments where, these people become friends with everyone else in the company. We have events where you, you've been to them, how those big food events where we get together for two or three hours once a month and we make them sit with people they don't know. And we make them do fun exercises with people they don't know. Uh, now we have a bonus system that motivates our people where everybody in the company makes money from the money that they've made the company. And so everyone is in the same bucket for the bonuses, not just the fancy salesman, not just the high producing tech. Everybody gets money from the profit that we make. And so they are all in the same boat together from top to bottom, from the guy, the first day he's hired to the, you know, you know, I got people there 30 years now and they're all, they're all in the same bucket with the profit share. And so they're all on one nice, wonderful team. There's no star system. So we treat everybody fairly, and that makes it where everybody understands who they are and where they stand in the company objectively. But how these people, if they're not, if they don't have a best friend at work the first day they get to work because they weren't hired by their best friend, within six months, just about nine out of ten of our people say, "I have a best friend at work." Good. So, you, so you will end up being you'll end up being friends. And you know what, Hal? Some of my people come to work and they marry somebody from work. So 
they might not have had a family at work and then they married somebody at work. Well, I hope it wasn't somebody that was married to somebody else at work. No, no, we, we don't, we don't do very, very often trade in, you know, cause that, that would be, that would be difficult. Yeah. But luckily we've, we've had some wonderful, wonderful couples. Our present vice president are married. They met at work. They met at work 20, you know, years, 20 years ago, but, uh, they're well, still together. Yeah. They, they can't. They can't. They can't afford to get divorced because they have to find another job. There so, you go. There you go. And uh, yeah. And and uh, you you. Do, let me ask you this: Do you offer a finder's fee if an employee finds you another great employee? Oh yeah. It's yeah. significant. Uh, it's it's it's. I, I, I it changes from day to day, but it is a significant reward. And what we do is you get a certain amount when they make it the first six months, and then you get another amount when they make it a year. And it is a significant and almost startling reward, as I'll just put it that way. You will be surprised how much we will pay you if we get someone and they last six months and then a year. Well, because uh, uh, people right offhand might say, whatever that number is, I'm not going to ask you to share it. But uh, people might say, oh, I would never pay that much. But when you look at the value of a good employee, uh-huh. It's like getting a Mercedes for a thousand dollars. Right, right. You know, it, it, it might be that we pay him five hundred in, in six months and then a thousand in a year. It, it it changes from time to time. It's startling though. And I will tell you what, we what would you pay? How seriously? If if it, if you got a great employee that was gonna be in your top twenty percent of your producers, you'd be happy to if you knew that was gonna happen, you'd be happy to write a check for five or ten thousand dollars to get them as an employee. It would be worth it. Yeah. It'd be worth it. Every penny. If you're doing it right, if you're doing it right, it would be, yeah. We talk a lot, uh, I talk a lot with my coaching clients about understanding the lifetime value of a customer. You know, they say, well, that customer, uh, you know, I, they weren't, they were, they were just a $75 quarterly. That's all they were. Mm. I said, no, they were a $6,000 10 year investment is what you just let right. go down the tubes. Uh, by not keeping them happy. And so people don't tend to grasp sometimes how valuable a customer really is. And they don't really grasp sometimes how valuable a good employee is if they do good. If you have one that produces for you, you have the goose that's laid the golden egg. That's right. Laying it over and over again. And we make improve reliability. Reliability is one of our most important traits at our company. And and you're going to know if you work with them, if you stay three feet from them for a month, uh, and and you notice it each week for some reason they've got to take off at one thirty or they can't, you know, they're late to work three times in the first two weeks. You'll know they're not for you unless that's the way you want to run your company, which I didn't ever. Yeah, uh, yeah, didn't allow that. So you got to have. Make make sure you're focusing on reliability and make sure that before you even put them in the truck the first day that they know the five to 10 things that'll make it where they're going to be a welcome addition to your life. Because that first, second and third person you hire, you're basically paying them out of your take home pay until they're starting to produce enough so you can double, triple and quadruple the size of your company. But you'll make all that back. You'll make all that back in no time if, if, absolutely. You, if you pursue it. Jeff, you know what? We're kind of out of time here. Can we have you on again at some point? Anytime. To, to uh, tell, now, you also have some business training available that you provide because I have sent some of my clients to you in the past. I say, look, call Jeff Annis, and, and you've worked with some of my clients in the past. So tell us a little bit about that, about well, work with my advisors. 
you can text me or you can call me and uh, and I'll get you going in the right direction. Sometimes in, when I was getting going, Hal, I needed that 30-minute phone call with somebody because I just had I was in a pinch on something. Y'all call me when you've got that little pinch pinching you. Call me on that phone or text me on that phone number and say, I got a little quickie thing. I got this going on. What do I do? Let me help you in that pinch. And then uh, also I will offer some coursework in the future about hiring and, and motivating and, uh, and and be out there with you on that. So I do have some some things available coming up this late fall where they'll be co- able to come into my office and get a whole day of training about hiring and recruiting. So um, be, just be in touch with me. I'll put you on my mailing list, my email list, and we'll get you some help. That sounds great, folks. You need to take him up on that because I know people think maybe you're a bug guy. You've also for years been involved in business development and gone to training and universities to learn how to grow a business and, and how to teach people how to grow a real business, not a bug company, but a real business. And there's more to it than people think. So I hope they'll reach out to you. And if they want to reach out to me, they can call me at 770-993-0004 and I'll treat them to a free hour coaching session I send them a questionnaire to fill out. I get it. I go over it. I make notes. And then when we meet for our hour, I show them some real great low hanging fruit that they can jump all over and the cost will be zero. And Mike, you do the same thing, don't you? Well, I'm going to do something for the, you know, we repurpose this as a podcast and Jeff, I'm giving out your web address, web address, which is worklifeadvisors.com. Folks just type in worklifeadvisors.com. Uh, into Google or just go directly to that web address. And Jeff's phone number is 706-373-9157. He, he told me that is his cell phone. Is that correct? That's my only phone. Call me. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, all right. And, and those you, you young people out there that want to text, I'm sure he'll respond to a text message to that number. But Jeff is one of the good guys. I've known Jeff a long time. We, uh, we did a presentation years ago, yeah. went out and had a good pork chop at that restaurant in Atlanta. I always remember oh, wow. that was a 46 ounce pork chop. I had oh, anything like that in my life. It was the same size as a Tampa nugget cigar box. <laughs> it, it really, I've never seen anything like it. See, Jeff remembers playing tennis and flying airplanes and I remember food. So <laughs> uh, guys, this has been great. And Jeff, we're going to have you on again. I hope you hear from some folks, folks. Thank all of you for watching this episode of PestControlMarketing.Live, and we will see you in two weeks. Well, and I, I want to tell one other thing before we go here. Uh, you got to remember, we have got something that that is just gold, and it's and how it's your book, How to Grow a Pest Control oh, Business. I, need to, uh, I have a copy of that book here somewhere. I, I bought one for myself. Well, you can show the book there, but you can and we encourage yeah. you share it with your colleagues. Uh, I hope Jeff will share this with some of the folks that he comes across. How, just go to how to grow a pest control business.com. Um, and then of course, Hal's phone number is right here. It's pestcontrolmarketer.com. You, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I was talking the other day about how somebody told me that they couldn't believe that your testimonials had phone numbers on it. Mm-hmm. And, and they said, and then I called the people. And they answered the phone and they gave you a raving review. They give me a raving review. And I just see so many people don't using the power of testimonials on their websites. 
Yeah. And, and so pest control marketer, there's over 40 phone numbers, 40 clients and 40 testimonials. We could get more. I guess, you know, if 40 is not enough, I don't know how many is going to be enough. But uh, anyway, this is PestControlMarketing.Live, the only live television show for the pest control world. I'm Mr. Offline, Mike Stewart. Uh, my company is called Websites You Control. Uh, in fact, I have a live show at MikeStewart.Live. You can learn a whole lot more about me. And if you'd like to spend a free hour of evaluation of your website and your marketing uh, strategies, uh, call me at 770-826-3662. That's 770-826. That's my cell phone. You can text me there. You can go to MikeStewart.Live. Listen, you can find me and you can get in touch with me and Hal. And I know you can get in touch with Jeff. And we're on this planet to help other people. And of course, what Zig Ziglar said, when you help others get what you want, you get what you want. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with that being said, if you got any good, final goodbyes, I just didn't want to leave out the important little messages here, uh, Hal, and that's why I put them in. And we're, uh, we can play the outro anytime you're ready to say goodbye. Folks, thank you. And uh, we hope you enjoy Jeff Anish. You'll be seeing and hearing more from him. And I hope you have a great day safely. We'll see you in two weeks. Hal Coleman has been active in the pest control industry for over 40 years, including owning and operating his own successful pest control business for 18 years. He now devotes his time to helping other PCOs and other WCOs double, triple, and even quadruple their businesses faster than they ever imagined. Be sure to check out his website, pestcontrolmarketer.com. For more information about Hal's coaching program, you can reach him at 770-993-0004 or email him hal at halcoleman.com. Mike Stewart is known as the Internet Audio and Video Guy. Since the birth of the Internet, Mike has been showing small business owners how to get more new customers, increase their sales, and grow their businesses online using audio and video, now with iPhones and Android phones. For more information about Mike's coaching program and his online training courses, visit MikeStewartCoaching.com or email him Mike at InternetAudioGuy.com. Google Pest Control Marketer. Grow your business like never before. Call 770-993-0004.